listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. It feels like chaos since we recorded last. We have the 24-21 loss to the Bengals. Uh, We're 0-4 on the season. That game was dramatic. You can see some improvement. Somehow we're still only two games back in the division, which is super weird. And then Urban Meyer stays in Ohio after the game, not flying home with the team. And well, Derek, I'll let you take it over from there. January. 4th. I like how you're going to let him start. I like how you're going to let him start because it's just like a sweet victory for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it is. It's a very sweet victory. Um, January 4th. The engagement and uh, courtship was going to feel great. The marriage was going to sound good, look good, whatever. And the divorce was going to get ugly. I think I repeated it on the 15th of January, too. And here we are nine months later, and we're already at the divorce phase. So we got the team in rehab. And we got the head coach and marriage counselor. I wouldn't say I would say it's counseling. Yes, I don't think we're I don't think it's divorce yet. I would say we're in we're in counseling right now. We're just really trying to figure out what's best for the kids. Uh, you know, we want <laughs> want everyone to be amicable in in this situation. You know, that's, so that's where we're at right now. So it's, it's don't don't jump off no. the deep end. No. Divorcementonly.com. Okay. That's where <laughs> that, 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 that's where he's at. Okay. That's, that, that's where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not a sponsor. But you know, we, we hear that for the local we all hear that the local station here. We they will we won't say their their name because we're not affiliated with them. But uh that's where that's where herbs is. But right we'll now. say but we'll say the divorce firm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Divorcementonly. Dot com. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's where we're at right now. And I didn't think it would happen in less than a year's time. But obviously, the track record has proven itself. And I might even sound a little obnoxious saying it because, yeah, it, it is. It does sound a little bit sweet for me. But a dummy could have predicted this. OK, you know, everybody knows that. Look at the re- look at the track record. Look at the dude. Like, look what he does. This is this is just his, this is his mo. This is who he is. We knew who we were getting. Okay, so we you know as the Jag fans, did we want to really you know quote unquote sell our souls for W's? You know, yes, I would have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, absolutely. And they definitely and they definitely picked the right person to do it too. Um recovery and all that and you know what whether he was the girl and all that we're not even going to comment on that it's not even worth commenting on okay that whether if it's that or if he lied or whatever i'm not even going to comment on it because it doesn't matter all that matters is he's supposed to be coaching a football Mm -hmm. team and he had to go unwind and he was going to go unwind so that's it. End of story. Just drop it, man. Just drop yeah. it. Let it go and move on. I, I'm not going to. So, yeah, the personal stuff is the personal things that happen. But, you know, the, the red flags to me 
are, you know, from the business side and the football side of things, you know, him not, um, you know, flying home with the team. That was a very bizarre red flag for me because for the life of me, I could not imagine a situation to where the head coach did not come back with the team. I mean, I'm talking about like I'm going all the way back to junior high school, high school, college. I mean, even if there were like I've never heard of a head coach nor players not coming back with the team. And but, it's not an exception. Like it would if it was a bye week, if they were coming off of a long bye week from London or something like that, or, you know, if there was a long bye week, I would see that that being an opportunity, you know, for that. And I could understand that a little bit better, but, you know, you just came off an emotional loss, you know, against Cincinnati. Um, You know, your team did pretty much everything they possibly could to win that game and did it very well. You're clicking on all cylinders. Um, You know, the defense is doing the best that they possibly can, um, you know, in, in that situation before Burrow takes over. And you're coming off an emotional loss. Like, how do you even? Everyone goes to the airport, and you're just like, "All right, y'all, see you back in Jags." Like, what 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 happens? Like, how do you like? I, I, that's what I really want to know. I want to know how he got away with not getting on the team plane. I'll, I'll say this: I don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And here's why: that he didn't there's go back. Couple, yeah, because there's a couple. You know, if you got oh, X no. players, no. And let me tell you. We don't know what these guys do when they have these breaks, especially like the Thursday games. They got a couple days off before they get back at it. We don't know. Oh, we're assuming they all fly back. They all go home and then they spread back out. That's what we assume. That's what you would think because it's just like a Sunday. You got to be back on Monday. But with that Thursday game and those two days, those weird days, we don't know. They got a ton of money, coaches and players. Yes, is the right thing to do to go back with your team? Sure. You want to show some camaraderie, especially after a tough loss? Absolutely. Okay. But it wouldn't surprise me if it has happened before. But now we're never going to know. No one's going to admit to that. You know, somebody will admit to it. Yeah. But a bird will guarantee you. I I guarantee you it has happened before. I just, nobody knows about it. It's so that's just, it. That's all I'm saying. Wild. It's just wild, man. Like, cause so how do you how do you expect to build the team camaraderie and the team, you know, and how do you expect for everyone to get better? And if you, the head coach, the figurehead, aren't coming back with the team for the L. That's what I don't understand. That's true. And like, yeah, did anybody me... did anybody say, hey, I mean, he's got 17 assistant coaches. Did someone just reach out to him and just say, Hey, I don't think this is a good look. Or did they reach out to him and say that it was a good look? And he was just like, all right, yeah. Um, I appreciate your concern, but I'm the head coach. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'll tell you, I guarantee it probably wasn't because how it started out. And it started out as one, pretty sure the missus was with him. Okay. Two, it's documented and proven. He does have grandkids and a daughter and a son-in-law that live in Columbus. So, you know, maybe the, hey, we got two days off. I'm going to go see my grandkids. It's it's stressful. Unwind a little Fly bit, back. come back, recharge, and then go. Hey, that's if if it's moral or, or if it's you know for the team. Yes, I, I get it, but I, I saw that now. How it ended up. <laughs> yeah, that's the bad part. That's what makes it worse. So, 
if you know Balky or, or whoever was like, "Yo, man, I don't know, man. This we owe him four and da 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 da." And he's like, "Yo, man, I already talked shot, man. I'm going to go see my grandkids on around, around some family for a couple of days. I'll see y'all, you know, Monday morning." You know, um, I will say it know. seems like the general consensus online at least amongst X players, according to the media folks, is that a lot of people were caught off guard by that, like folks on yeah. the team and then players in the league. So I don't know. I mean, it is it's what strange. it is, I guess. No, Again, it, it, it is what, strange, but I just wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't happened before. Yeah, I'm sure, sure it yeah. has. Again, back to your point, though, it probably would have completely flown under the radar if not for that viral video or <laughs> several videos that came out after the fact. But I was going to go point by point through Michael Silver's uh, Twitter thread that he had uh, with Sports Illustrated because he seems to have the most credibility from what I've read and most of the reporting on this. So and then kind of get your guys uh, feedback on this. So there's five points. Point number one. The Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. Granted, this tweet came out shortly before Shad Khan's uh, uh, press release, um, especially in the locker room. One player told me, quote, one player, he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. I mean, that's just point number one. That's pretty brutal, right? I mean, wh- where is that coming from, you think? Well, very I, little uh... to begin with. <laughs> So the, the very little to begin with is, uh, unfortunately, how he's running some practices and how he's running the day-to-day, you know, and just give an example. He's putting them in pads too much. Everybody's heard that. We've heard that. Um, NFL is more about small details, not getting after it every single day in practice. It's more about the little things to make sure you're studying, make sure you're understanding the game plan, the cerebral approach. They're in the NFL. They already know how to play. Okay, we know that. So, you know, th- 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 we can start there. Another thing is just some of the some of the things that he's doing that that they aren't customary to that every other NFL team does, but he doesn't. So, for instance, let's be real: the Trevor not naming a quarterback. Okay, look what look what happened. He probably lost three weeks or four weeks of. Uh, you know, fluid drills and, and and getting to know your receivers that, that Trevor Lawrence lost because he wasn't named number one and he kept rotating them out. That I could see that, you know, players are like, you know, turning on like, well, what? Yeah. So any one of those things could have, you know, set guys off the wrong way. That's just one player. Um, I, I, I just think that you have to really look at the, you know what he's done for years, and now this is the this is different, and he's he's learning just like some of the young guys are learning. Now this probably came from a vet that comment. That's probably used to things being a different done a different way. Who knows? But if he's a player, if he's, that guy's got a good source, then it doesn't surprise me. Well, and it also probably stems back to you know how they were doing things within training camp. You know, the first thing one of the things I thought of is that. You know, there's when there's smoke, there's there's usually fire. And, you know, it was just an opportunity for some of the players to get a get a chance to really wait for a situation and really be able to speak out, um, you know, and provide that, you know, provided that the reporter remained anonymous and keeping the sources there. But, you know, someone has had uh, and there has been leaks of players and leaks of things that he's been doing uh, ever since training camp of, you know, the not the contact. Um, you know, the hydration periods and those things like that, that are, that are continuing to bother 
on some of the players. So he definitely has ruffled a ton of feathers in the locker room. Um, and this was just an opportunity for some of that steam to get let loose from those situations. Um, you know, I think that the team does, you know, at the at its core, I think the players do want to win. I don't know if they want to win for him or I don't know if they want to win for themselves or who they're looking to win for. But I mean, the effort is still there. Um, and I, And I think that you know, it's going to take a lot, you know, for him to really I mean, even with his even with his comments today when he was talking about some while, well, you know, one of the reporters asked him, you know, about getting the team ready for Tennessee on uh, this weekend. And his reply was, well, I believe that's up to the team leaders uh, to get them to get each unit ready for Tennessee. And it's like, yeah, that's what are you talking comment. about? Yeah, like, no, you you have to get the team ready for Tennessee. So I, I'm not sure you know, what exactly and how his head is and how he's running that team behind, the or behind uh, you know, closed doors. But it is, you know, th- there is some some definite issues in the locker room. Well, point number two speaks to that. Uh, players were particularly put off by the fact that Meyer canceled Monday's team meeting as he dealt with the uproar over the videos of him and the young woman getting cozy in the Ohio bar. Quote, he even canceled the team meeting. He was too scared, a player said. So that's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing, bro. You get you get put on front street in your own spot. That's your restaurant and you're getting caught in your own restaurant doing, you know, something that you shouldn't have been doing, which again, we've already talked and said that those are the personal things, but too scared, scared. Maybe he just wasn't ready to face the music. Um, you know, his body language in the presser today uh yesterday was uh very you know, like childish. Yeah. You know, he wasn't it able wasn't to like, really kind of, he, he wasn't owning it. it. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> he was staring down the whole time. It was weird. You know, it was just kind of this weird, I don't know, Derek, let me read three, four and five and I'll get you to react to it. Um, uh, Cause these are little quick hitters instead. Meyer quote, only apologized to position groups individually. He portrayed the woman in the videos as a random person who was quote, just there dancing. Suffice it to say his audience was highly skeptical. Number four said one player quote, we look at him like WTF right when he left, everyone died laughing and he knew it. And then five bottom line said the player quote, it's bad. I don't know how he's going to function. So, uh, Derek, with that in mind, I mean, again, this is, I guess, one, maybe two players or something that's giving him this information. But, um, you know, Shad Khan can come out all day with a press release backing him up. But if the players look at him like a joke or that he's being dishonest with them or whatever it is, is that going to be a problem? Or do the players probably actually not really care about this all that much? Um, It depends on the player. But I will say it's going to be a problem. And here's why. The reaction of laughter wasn't laughing at laughing at him like, you know, um, it, it, it was. Yeah, I think these are young. These are young men. OK, but they're still kind of you know, in their early 20s to mid 20s, majority of them. So imagine at, at our ages back then, a guy walks up to you. Oh, I didn't know her really, man. Da, 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 da. Yeah, right, bro. You know, you need to stop lying, man. Why are you right. lying to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, man. Oh, man. You, you, you couldn't handle what she was giving, you know, stuff like that. That's yeah, what they right. were saying, you know. So because they all saw the video, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, so. yeah and, and please, no one that listens to us, please don't take offense to what I just said. But that's probably how the players were thinking. 
Okay. So you're, you're telling me that this guy going to lead us to victory on Sunday and trying to stop Derrick Henry, and he can't even get stuff corrected in his own restaurant in his backyard? Come on, man. That That's probably what they were thinking. And, yeah, that that's probably going to be a bad look for the locker room. They're probably going to look at you kind of sideways now. Like, what else are you lying about? Well, I mean, that's that's how he's lost it. He's lost the locker room by that um, because – at the end of the day now, he's he's actually coaching grown men. This isn't some college person or college kid that is on a D1, you know, scholarship and, you know, needs to just, you know, just keep quiet and just say yes and, you know, hopefully get on his way. These these men have made it. They're there. They've got the contracts. That's a good point. They're there. So they don't have to read into to the BS. They don't have to believe in the BS. You know, the thing is, is that, you know, you can you can coerce a college kid and say, you know what? I didn't know her, blah, blah, blah. And then the college kid kind of has to walk on eggshells because you could possibly, you know, remove scholarship, remove playing time, remove things to kind of get them to the next level. As far as the locker room right now, you got 52, you know, uh, 52 men in there and they've all made it. They've all done what they, they needed to do. They've all had to sit through these type of, uh, not necessarily sit through these type of things, but they've already paid their dues to the point to now where this is a professional gig and a professional opportunity, and you're not treating it as such. It's not a professional thing to do is not come back home with a team. It's not a professional thing to do to even, you know, in, 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 get involved in a speaking engagement or a restaurant opening or anything else like that. That's what the off season's for. The off season's for you to, 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 you know, you know, get your money, get your bread, film your commercials, make your appearances and do all that other stuff with some limitations here in the, in, in the, in the, during the season that players and uh, you know, coaches and things like that are obligated for and everything else like that. But, you know, the professional thing to do is to get back on the plane, come home. You know, if you have to go to Ohio, Okay, you've got you've got the bread. You can go to Ohio. Um, if you need a couple of days off, completely understand that. But you you still at the end of the day are an 0-4 team and you're trying to write a ship of a team that has lost 19 in a row. You're out to try to prove to everyone else in the NFL that your name holds weight in the NFL and in CAA and your game translates to both. And doing that and going outside and uh, being in, you know, the environment that he was in doesn't help that. And then on top of that, in your press conference, you try to drag your number one draft pick in and say, yeah, when Trevor was going to Vegas, you know, I kind of told him, blah, blah, blah. Like, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing right now? What are that you doing? Was weird. That was definitely weird. Um well, I mean, I think we've probably said all we can say on that. Um, I know that, uh, Derek, you were saying that you wanted to break down the two videos frame by frame. So if you want to go ahead and start with that, um, the first second he raised his hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can care less, man. I can care less. And, not, and not everybody else shouldn't either. I, I just, what, man, it just really gets me how we, we've really, like, he, he's caused a distraction for the fans. Yeah. Because... Everybody's off topic now. Everybody's yeah. off topic. They keep talking about this, like and us. caring about <laughs> what somebody said. Man, just 
I, we're focusing more on the football team and the culture of the locker room. Okay. I could care about that stupid video, man. That, that's his business. Okay. It's the stupid video, the stupid girl, what, whatever, man. That's, let him do what he wants to do. He just needs to understand, look, man, we ain't going to take too much of this as far as you affecting this team because we want the team to win. Right. It just, it, it get, that's what gets on my nerves. And then just people just come up with play, go play detective, act like this is um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego with some of this stuff, man. Just be oh, coming yeah. out of left field with it. Well, that's, that's yeah. like uh, modern social media age. You know, this stuff spirals out of control. Um, I do too have many book- snitches, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, even, yeah, not that's even, one way I to look mean, at it. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. But <laughs> if you're a professional, you have got to know if you're a polarizing figure. Oh, you've of got course. To know someone's watching. And Especially in your own restaurants. <laughs> yeah, you got Stupid. caught up in your own spot, which is which is baffling to me. But then again, he never should have been there in the first place. The thing that upsets me and not necessarily upsets me, I, I wouldn't say upset. The thing for me, it's hard for me to grasp is that we're 0-4. How mm-hmm. serious are you taking this opportunity? How business like are you taking this opportunity? 0-4, and, and we probably just played the best half of football that we've played all year in that first half, and we lost the stinking game. By three he points. Even, he even said so in his little, By two, his I little think. show. Yeah, two or three, uh, 24 to three. Um he even said in his show, should have been 21 nothing. Okay. Oh, and Trevor is in the gun because that's all he's known all his life. News flash, bro. News flash. In the National Football League. Okay. The college, I want to set this out right here. In the NFL, the college shotgun tricks don't work. The defenders are too good. They're too fast. And most importantly, they're too smart. They don't work. All right. Tom Brady, as old as his butt is, Aaron Rodgers, he's getting up there. When they need a yard, they line up I formation or two tight ends and they get their biggest back or their strongest back and they run that guy downhill like a battering ram. Or we could do what Cincinnati was doing to us all night in the second half. Take a tight end out, put in an extra offensive line alignment. Flex the tight end back in so we look like a fullback, and they pretty much rammed it right up our throats three or four times for first downs every time they needed a yard or two. If so, what? Oh, you're going to put in six O linemen because Cincinnati is. So what? It's working. It, it was working. That's my thing. Stop. You know. Oh well, he, he's only been in the gun all his life. Well, guess what? In training camp, his ass should have been under center. Excuse my language. And, uh, especially in the red zone when we needed a yard. Plain and simple. That's it. To me, that's a stupid reason. That's a stupid reason. He's only known the gun. Those things, those things, I mean, yeah, you got to look at it. You know, Houston was just a complete just train wreck. So, you know, not even looking at that as, as far as, you know, an opportunity to even get better. But they've built up, you know, from where they are from Houston to where they are now. There has been consistent improvement, but if you're 0-4 and if it really irks you, if it really, if you really hate to lose, if it's bad for your health to lose and everything else like that, you would be in the lab trying to figure out where I zigged, I should have zagged, and we could possibly be, possibly be two and two and two right now and beating 
and, and put a blemish on the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we had we, them too. We could have been too. We could have been the, the the only the game right now that they that they have completely you know you know lost and completely just you know was that first week against against Houston. You know, and they've been constantly improving ever since. Constantly improving. I mean, you had a. I mean, you had a a game within Arizona where a guy set an NFL record and, you know, you, you did everything you almost, you, I mean, you scored on a kick six, your, your, your offense is rolling and everything else is like that is looking good. And then you somehow, you know, squander it away by, by the, the questionable play call. Okay. You fix that. You fix the questionable play call. And then, you know, next week going forward, what do you do? Like, what do you do next week? Next week, you go up and, you know, you play a great half of football and then you come out and it's just insane. Like you just lose it again. So you've played two halves of football right now. So you're like, okay, now Thursday night, this is the primetime game. This is an opportunity for us to really just really, really set the record straight, see what we can do. At least let's let's at least get this W right now. Um and you do a really good job on your first half showing really good job and you don't make the adjustments at halftime. And, you know, you have a quarterback that's really seen some or seen what you've done on defense and knows that Tyson Campbell isn't going to stop anything. So he throws it to Campbell's side the entire time. And so as a coach, and if you're really thinking about this as an opportunity for you to get better, you figure out, you take the, the, the things that you've done well on each game and present that to your team on Monday morning. Look, guys, we should probably be two and two right now. Let's just face it. You know, we're we're two and two. So we're going to correct things moving forward. We're two games out. We're going to be one game out. If we beat Tennessee, when we beat, you know, positive reinforcement, when we beat Tennessee on Sunday, let's go ahead and let's have a good, let's have a good week of practice and focus on these things that we could have done and the things that we did well and the improvements in order for us to be able to be successful on Sunday. That's how you lead a team. You don't lead a team by just blowing off a couple, a little bit of steam, bro. You're in the NFL right now. There's no steam. No, you, you don't, you don't have off days. Like you are the coach. You have to get this, get this right. Yeah. Well, to wrap up the urban stuff, let's just say that it's Tuesday night that we're recording. So we'll have this up hopefully tonight or tomorrow morning. And if anything else comes out after that and this becomes outdated right away, apologies, because <laughs> it seems like there's new tweets or updates or, you know, reports about urban and this whole situation every couple hours, it feels like. Um, before we jump into a little bit left on the Bengals and the Titans game, uh, Divorce Men Only is not our sponsor. Neither is Divorce Women Only, because, of course, we don't <laughs> discriminate uh, if that exists. Uh, but let's go ahead and hear from our uh, sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, and we're back. So, uh, you know, Bengals, that's been, you know, beaten to death uh, over the last couple days or, or however many days since Thursday. So let's jump right into the Titans game on Sunday. Back home, uh, Derek, uh, you know, it's going to be a critical game, obviously, again, to kind of circle back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. We're not that far out of the division lead, which is bizarre. Um, but the Titans are, you know, struggling a little bit. They've got some injuries. So, uh, you know, what's your perspective on this game coming up here on Sunday? Stop Derek Henry. Slow him down. Uh, there, there's a, there's a, uh, there's a old football movie that I, I, I love. I, I saw it the other day. Um, not the replacements, uh, gosh, necessary roughness. And the guy says, I've never blocked anybody or tackled anybody before. It's like, I don't care what you do. Read them a bedtime story, you know, trip them up though. Just keep them off my, yeah, that's what they need. Like whatever you got to do to stop Derrick Henry, do it. Um, whatever you got to do, just do it. Yeah, I know we got some, you know, people banged up. We don't have shark cans out. Uh, weird things. The, the funny part about this, though, and historically speaking, when you look at sports and you back teams into a corner, they do one of two things. They either fold or they rally and respond. And not just in a little way where, oh, we come close to losing the game. Like they either fold big time. So we're either going to get blown out or we're really going to have an impressive showing. It's 50-50. Depends on the team. Things we don't know. I'm obviously hoping that it's the rally part and they rally, you know. Maybe it's, hey, we don't need him. Let's just go out and do this for ourselves. And maybe they invite him back along for the ride. Maybe they don't. But I would like to see some sort of, you know, camaraderie and rally, uh, you know, around the team, around Trevor Lawrence, because uh, they're going to need it because Tennessee knows that this is, you know, OK, first quarter of the season is just about over with and they they need to get going. So this is to them. This is going to be a nice springboard game for us to get going. Let's get going and capture this division lead. And we can start off with, in their eyes, our old little whipping post down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> we can't let that happen. No, the, the whipping post, the whipping post is dead. That's and that's how we got to treat it. And they need to go out there and and show the show them what they're about and rally around each other. Um, I think the run, the run defense, you know, and, and that's kind of a given, you know, as, as far as being able to stop Derrick Henry. And you know, I'm not really. I they they've been playing the run very well. They, they've been playing or at least for the, you know, the couple halves, you know, they, they've been, they've been playing um, that really well. I'm, I'm worried about the secondary on this. I, I really am. And I'm really worried about it is because um, I feel like, you know, within our starting cornerbacks and our starting you know corners that we have on the team right now, um, I believe Tyson Campbell leads the NFL, um, you know, currently right now with the most yards, like actually like give it up. And that that's just shocking to me. And, and that's, that's scary because I feel 
Um, you know, like all, okay. So Tyson Campbell leads all cornerbacks in receiving yards allowed in primary coverage with 345 in four games. Like that is insane. And I think that they're going to pick on him. You know, Shaq Griffin has been doing his thing on, on the other side of the ball. Uh, the run defense is obvious that you're going to have to stop Derrick Henry. Um, you know, it's ob- and, and, and that isn't a small task. That, that is by no means a small task. It's, it's going to really take, um, you know, the front eight to really step up their game and get in those gaps and plug some holes, you know, very similar to what they did to Joe Mixon in the first half of that Cincinnati game where they just stuffed every, every, every run that they had, um, you know, very similar, uh, you know, to, you know, what they did in Arizona, or excuse me, when, um, you know, Arizona was here, you know, they held, they held James Conner to as much as they could, but he still was able to get loose. Um, you know, Kyler kind of also helped, uh, you know, with that, that rushing uh, attack as well, but Tannehill's not going to rush. He's not, he's not Kyler Murray. Um, Tannehill's not, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or anything else like that. He, you know, he's not Tyrod Taylor either. So, you know, it, the, stopping the run is going to be, you know, one of the key components, but the pass, you, you can't let Jeff Swain, you know, beat you on third down. You can't let the tight end beat you on third down at all. And Jeff Swain is an ex-Jaguar, by the way. Um, you, you can't, you got to get off the field on thirds now. You got to be able to hit Derrick Henry early in the game and behind the line of scrimmage, you do not want this guy to get ahead of steam. And then again, you got to do the same thing with 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 Tannehill. You got to get the sacks. The defense is, has has been getting there. They got to get home. They got they we have to have some sacks. We have to be able to get and apply the pressure and get off the field on third down. If they could put together that same first half, um, you know, offensive production that they put uh, last week against the Bengals, um, you know, up to this week and then continue that going as well. You know, they, they the Titans lost to the Jets last week. The Jets. The Jets. Everyone says we're better than, at least we're not the Jets. Now people are saying at least we're not the Jags. Depressing. Yeah. Maybe these distractions from the head coach aren't such a bad thing <laughs> when you put it in that context. Um, Look, man, if, if we lose to the Titans, yeah, you know, that's what people, you know, outside of Jacksonville expect. But 0-5, 12 games to go. That's, you're not mathematically dead. But, more, oh, no. you know, I mean, don't yeah. even talk about it. This, this, not, and the worst part about it is that if this team was like anywhere halfway decent, eight and nine is going to get this division a home playoff game. Eight and nine is going to get this team, this, this division a home playoff game. Someone's got to host it. Yeah, that's true. No matter how crappy it is, someone's got to host it. But you, I mean, you got to look at it like Titans, Dolphins, Tua's out, right? You got the bye week coming up. So after that, you got Seattle, Buffalo, Indy. You know, you you can say what you want about Indy, but it's still Indy. The Niners, the Falcons, I kind of put them in the same, you know, group with 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 Indy. You, you know, they can go either way. The Rams. <laughs> I mean, there's not very many other opportunities for them to get and string together a couple of W's for them to get hot and build momentum on in the 2022 with this remaining schedule. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying this 0-5, oh 
mathematically you're not out of it, but from just a morale standpoint, you're like, well, well, geez, you know, um, and Corey just Corey Corey sending us tweets, guys, about what time does the lemon bar, you know, stay open till? Is the lemon bar even open? It's been that long since I've been down to the beaches, man. Lemon you know, bar man. is open for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. And if you see a guy in a uh, Ohio State uh, one hoodie, <laughs> um, run, run. Or be like everybody else and break out your phones. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And record because that's what our that's what we do nowadays, which is exactly beyond me. But um and, and tweet it to us so we can post it first. I'll say this. Look, and I, I said it before we, we hired herbs. And everybody, you know, you're you're starting to hear some rumblings about, you know, well, who would coach the team next, you know, whether if it's Byron Leftwich. Or um, the, the uh, OC was it? Uh, and Benemy, if I mispronounced Benemy, Eric Benemy up there in Kansas City. I don't want any any of those guys. And it's not that I don't like them as as coaches, but if you look at the track record of the the coaches that they're working for, it's they're the real genius behind that. I'll take the OC in Carolina any day of the week. Any day of the week, Joe Brady. If if that's what it comes to, if that's what we get to, where Herbs is not here next year, or through you know doesn't finish the year, whatever that is, because now all things are off the table. We don't know what the heck's going to happen. But if if that's what it comes to, and we end up looking for a new coach next season, I'll take him. You know why? Because it's him. It's not you know in 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 Tampa. Yeah, Leftwich has been there a few years. Aaron's got a proven track record, and oh, and they got Tom Brady. So in Kansas City, Andy Reid, oh, and you got like a, you know, Mahomes. But in in Carolina, they're, they're a decent team with a subpar quarterback that looks all world thanks to that OC. So I'll take him any day. Of the week. I don't care how old he's not. He's only like 32. Who cares? They should bring him in if we end up, if Herbs, is, if this thing ends up not working out at all. Yeah, that's just my opinion. That's just who I would want. But no offense to to Leftwich, but I just no, I just don't feel that he's he's got it, and I don't. The Benjamin Hire, I think he's going to go coach at USC anyway. So because he's already been on record saying that would be a dream job. What a wild conversation to be having after week four (laughs) of this new era. You know what I mean? We're we're four (laughs) weeks, five weeks in now. This is week five of the NFL season. And, you know, it's just I feel like as a Jags fan, I'm on just a terrible roller coaster ride. And I want off the ride so bad, but I can't get off. Mm-hmm. Got to beat the Titans on Sunday. Yeah. That's all that matters. You think beating the Titans makes all this go away? Nope. It helps. I mean, it helps a little bit. Losing Man, makes we it got, way worse. We got too many, I call them snitches now, that are just going to look. Now they're going to be looking for stuff. Now, now they're going to be looking for things. That they weren't looking before. They knew what his reputation was like, but they weren't looking. Now they're going. I don't think you had to look. I think you just had to wait. You just had to wait for it to happen. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the body language. The body language of this guy, man. I mean, you know, I don't know if the I don't know if Fox is or any any of the CBS or any of the broadcasts are just constantly on you know on him the entire time. But I think every time they show him on TV or every time they show him, he's got his hands on his knees with his head down. Yeah, 
And it, it just not, it doesn't just doesn't create a good vibe. It just doesn't, it, it's more like, oh my God, I'm just trying to get out of this. I really just want to get out of this. Why is this happening right now? I want to get out of this. I wonder if I can get out of flying home with the team. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, because we always do this after each game, but uh, Derek, after Sunday, what will our record be post-Titans game? One and four. Okay. Team right. rallies around Trevor. And they they and uh, Urban. tell they tell herbs to stay in the locker room and we'll take it from here. One and four. Okay. This kind of sounds like the end of uh, varsity blues when <laughs> <laughs> when when Moxon just kind of took the team over and told uh the coach to leave. But um yeah, I one and four, you know, that does does look great. Um I, on the field, there has been constant improvement. And the only improvement, and, and and I don't want everyone to think that what I'm saying as far as constant improvement is like a moral victory. It's not. The only way that they improve, they keep going on this track and keep trending this way, is for it to be a W. And I think they put it all together this week against Tennessee. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that would be awesome. So uh, we're going to, I guess, end it there, unless you guys had any other final thoughts. What's the name of his restaurant in Ohio? Uh, it has his name in it. I know that it's like Urban Meyer <laughs> Steak Shack or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but his Steak name's in Shack. it though. No, it's legit. Like it, it, like his name is in the. Uh, in fact, I think I sent you guys a picture of like the uh, decorations inside the restaurant too, where he's got like oh, yeah. photos mm-hmm. on the wall and all that. <laughs> Wild, bad stuff. Wild man. Hey, you know what? I, I'll tell you this though. You wouldn't see this uh, type of activity down at Spurrier's down in Gainesville. That's for sure. <laughs> With Steve, like yeah. these days. Yeah, Steve, Steve's got his own restaurant down there in, in, in Gainesville, and apparently it's it, it's pretty good. That's why okay. I asked Derek, uh, you know, if he if he had been, because I know he goes uh, for business every now and then. Yeah, no, I haven't been there yet. I have heard about it, though. Uh, a couple family members that have that have visited the restaurant. They say it's got a lot of cool memorabilia there. Um, food was pretty good too. So we'll see if I make it down there. I, I would imagine that, you know, next couple months uh, I do. So we'll see. They're not, they don't, they don't have a plus two mentality at, uh, <laughs> at Spurrier's. Do they? I was going to ask, do they offer that one-on-one <laughs> service? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, Pete Prisco and Baselli, you know, they do their Monday show and I, I love that dynamic between them. Prisco was talking about how, like, think, imagine like in the nineties, if like Tom Coughlin got caught up in a video like this, and I was trying to imagine that in my head and that just is not a possible scenario I could ever imagine. Um, so uh, you know, good luck <laughs> thinking about that. Just, I don't know, man. I just, man, just. Could this be like the video gets sent out? What was that Saturday night or Sunday night? And you're like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Whatever night it was, mm-hmm. like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, and then, and then Derek, like an hour after his press conference, you have like the, the, the like ESPN2 angle, <laughs> a different channel with a different angle. The you know sky I mean? cam. <laughs> yeah, right. The, the alternate, the alternate <laughs> angle. Like Eli and Peyton are narrating that one or whatever, but I mean, was um, the was the video shot the the first video or first you know footage um, 
Yeah, I'll tell whoever whoever turned in whoever made the video. You might want to go get you one of those iPhone 13, so you know we can so it can be clearer next time. How about that? Or whatever <laughs> little iPhone what? Pro, whatever. Yeah, they, the iPhone got they got like three lenses now and all this crazy stuff. Like yeah, the video was a little bit grainy, you know. The picture was a little bit grainy. You might want to go get you a newer uh, newer phone or whatever. Right. Um, exactly. Don't take it with a Cricket wireless phone next time. Then you might right. Know we'll know exactly who it is. And really, if you think about it, that's the moral of this story is that the camera quality wasn't uh, on par with you know what we expect. Because it was a Cricket wireless phone. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that's the takeaway. Um, all right. Well, we will cut it there. Uh, thanks again for everyone listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, or I think they call it follow now. I think they changed that. So please follow us and leave us a rating review if you don't mind. And you can also find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts as well. So we'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.